Hello and welcome to Showing the Fats with Coach Nomi. Of course, I am Coach Nomi. It's been a minute um, and I have a pretty heavy one for you um, this time around. Um, it's going to be a two-parter because um, I feel like there's a lot of information to relay. There's a lot to share. Um, there's a lot to reflect. Um, so it's definitely going to need <laughs> two parts to it and of course trigger warning um rape culture so if that is something if rape sexual assault um anything of that nature uh, is something that triggers you then i suggest you stop listening right this minute because that's basically what i'll be talking about in both part one and part two so yeah um stop listening <laughs> but um yeah if you are not triggered by such then welcome to another episode of train the feds with coach normie Before we get started, I want to tell you about my ebooks. Um, the first one, the whole series is called Take Control, of course. That's um, my slogan, my motto um, Take Control. So, in this Take Control series, I've written two ebooks. The first one is Narcomi. You'll find out what that means in the ebook, so I'm not going to tell you the meaning. But basically, this first book will help you with self-awareness, self-actualization, healing your inner child, understanding yourself, understanding your behavior, honing in on your strengths, um, working on your weaknesses and turning them into strengths. It's very clear, it's very straight to the point, it is short, and it has actionable steps that you can actually take um, in order to reach these objectives that I've listed. Um, so if you are interested in that, I will leave the link in the description, and you can order your ebook called Nakomi. The second one, in the take control series is called time management because the time management <laughs> you know so it will teach you effective time management skills it'll teach you balance um you'll be able to have time for important things you'll be able to get things done um you'll have time for fun you know living your life while also achieving your goals and it is also very clear very straight to the point very short and also has easy actionable steps that you can take um that will help you achieve these objectives that i've listed so also if you want to order that ebook then click on the link that i will leave in the description as well um that's it with advertising oh 
and also I will be posting information about a workshop that I'm going to run called Kickstart. Um, and of course, I'm going to run it in the beginning of the year next year because it will help you to kickstart your year the right way so that you set the tone and you set precedent for a very productive um, year ahead. So that is also a workshop that will help you to be more self-aware, um, have more balance, um, reach self-actualization, or get you started so that you start to develop better habits that will lead you to your goals, that will lead you to living a more fulfilled life, that will lead you to taking control of your life. So look for that also in the description I will leave the link there so that you can sign up and secure your spots before um, spaces fill up because I am going to limit the number. Um, I haven't decided on what that number will be, but it will be very limited so that I can give one-on-one -on -one attention as well if need be. Um, so yeah, it'll be very fun. It'll be a very fun way to reach those objectives. Um, it'll be very interesting. So you're going to want to be a part of that. Um, yeah, let's get started. The way I'm going to do this is I'm going to talk about my own experiences as Piyush um, and how they affected me and how sexual assaults can affect you. Um, and of course, how you can rise above it. Um, and this is purely from my own experience and what I did to rise above it because um, I realized recently when I wanted to record this episode and speak about this topic that um, there definitely was quite a bit that I hadn't dealt with or faced or sort of buried. And for me to even want to record this episode and speak about this topic, I realized that I was getting really triggered um, when seeing sexual assault um, or a similar, you know, topic or incident on TV or I was hearing about it um, or I was seeing the potential of it happening to someone else, um, I was getting really, really triggered. So I 
saw that, okay, this clearly something is up with this. I mean, obviously it's an upsetting topic for anybody, but it was really particularly upsetting in a certain way that made me want to really reflect and really look into it. And then I realized, because I mean, I think, well, I don't think, I, I know I had buried this and sort of um, changed the narrative in my head and changed the way that I remembered some of these things so that it, it was just something I eventually just never even thought about. But of course, things stay buried only for so long <laughs> before they resurface and you actually have to deal with them and face them and heal from then and then only then can you move on um and i mean now i'm able to speak about it because i did take the time like it took me this long to even record this episode because it, it was just something that really bothered me and really um required me to dig deep and um you know really deal with and it, it was hard I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you it was it was fucking hard <coughs> excuse me i'm still recovering from a very bad flu um but yeah it was it was something really hard and i was even debating with myself if i should even speak about it but then eventually i came to the conclusion that yes i will speak about it um because it does need to be spoken about and perhaps one way or another it's going to help someone else so if anything if it helps even one person you know that is enough for me um that really is the point of me even you know that was the initial reason of me wanting to do this podcast is wanting to help people through my experiences um helping them maybe shift perspective and see things in a different way so that they can recognize what they need to recognize in their own situation so that they are able to understand be self-aware and take control so that they can take back their life so i hope that this achieves that um for at least even just one person you know chronologically um i think it's the best way um for me in my head <laughs> you know um i feel like when i thought about this or when it all came back to me when it all came flooding back uh you know 
it, it started flooding back with the most recent and then just little breadcrumbs leading back to where it began and me noticing that oh shit um like how it ended up or how these other instances happened was really also an influence and a trauma response from the first incident and then the second incident adding on to that trauma and causing you know more trauma and more trauma responses that then led to the third and the fourth and yes i'm going to speak about four um incidents where this took place throughout my life so it started off in very early childhood i was maybe who between the ages of six and nine um somewhere around there i actually i've been trying to think um i can't remember the exact time it started i mean i was, I was still pretty young um still very innocent as kids should be <laughs> you know um and I mean, at the time, I didn't even know what the fuck was going on, um, what it meant. Uh, it, it was confusing. Um, I didn't know that it was something right or wrong, even though it did sort of feel wrong. And there's a bit of an irony with this first story, because the perpetrator of this first incident um, actually had well allegedly had something of a similar nature happen to them and then they reported it and the and i'm pretty sure the person got arrested again i was still very very young um <coughs> excuse me and you know some of the memories are a bit hazy and you know because it was such a a trauma thing um a lot of it is like buried way deep and I, i've tried to think about it and dig it up but you know some of the details i really can't remember but yeah this being accused someone else of doing something similar um and i think the person got arrested because which is fucked up um they made me agree and say that i saw this happen and so when my grandparents asked me i said yes i definitely saw this happen i remember saying yes i did because this person had told me like hey when you get asked say this of course again innocent child between the ages of six and nine didn't know what the fuck was plotting um i just knew this is what i had to say because i've been told to say this um, and then ironically they go and then do this to me. So this person was pretty much touching me in my private area. Um, 
and making me touch them in their private area and perform um, oral sexual acts on them. As a fucking child, like, dude, like, I look at this person now and I'm like, you obviously remember, you know, because they were, I think they were a teenager by that point. Um, Yeah, 12, 13, um, around that age. Yeah, let's say 12 to maybe 14, 15 around those ages since I was like six to nine between those ages um so obviously this person remembers very well and I don't know if they think maybe I've forgotten because I was so young or or what I, I don't know what they tell themselves because I mean I, I don't see this person all the time but I mean it's a family member um we see each other often enough and we have each other on the socials and it's you know it's it's something that's never even been brought up and uh, like <laughs> i mean i'm not laughing because this is funny but also it is funny because it's like what were you thinking like maybe for them it was their own trauma response because something had happened to them and you know they say um victims sometimes become perpetrators themselves but like now you've grown you know better you absolutely remember this and yet you've not brought it up you've not said anything you've not apologized you've not tried to explain yourself you've not done fuck all you just (laughs) carry on like it never even happened and it's crazy but um yeah like i just also over the years just kept burying it deeper and deeper into my um the back of my mind and just never thought about it and never brought it up and never even looked at it as something that would affect me in any kind of way you know what i mean and um now that i think about it um when when i would date um guys would always assume that i'm you know, I'm, I'm already sexually active and they would say that I'm, I'm quite forward for someone who isn't um, sexually active. So that must be a lie. And obviously now that I think about it, I, it's probably because I was exposed to that at such a young age. And, you know, sometimes the response to having that happen to you um you do become hypersexual hypersexualized you know um and even though i wasn't like physically doing the act but i guess it was something that i didn't feel was new to me because obviously it's something i have experienced even though it's now buried in my subconscious but it's there you know, it's, it's definitely there. And there was that fear of even going there with anybody that I would be dating because I guess it, it, the trauma was, was there, obviously. I mean, not that I guess it was there, it was there. 
and I just hadn't processed it or dealt with it or healed from it or spoken about it or anything um, healthy <laughs> towards it. And so obviously there's now that fear attached to anything sexual and there's that mistrust um, towards anything of that nature. Because also I remember, and again, this is not funny, but it's, it's funny. Um, they would get me to perform these acts on them. And then when I would want them to perform them on me, because they had before. Um, and obviously I didn't know what that feeling was, <laughs> you know, and I would want them to perform it's on me, they would like make some excuse as to why they can't, or we should like quickly um, pack, pack it in, you know, c before we get caught or whatever it is. I think, I think they did tell me that I shouldn't speak about it because I never did speak about this and I never did bring it up to any of the adults um, or any other family member. So, like it's, it, 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 I feel like it doesn't bother me as much as it should probably because now I have sort of dealt with this and it's like, now I'm just like, why haven't you said anything about this is more my thing towards this situation. Um, it, it's, it's crazy to me. It's, it's really crazy to me. Um, but then that whole experience shaped um, follow-up sexual experiences, you know, as I said, because then that's what I would associate um, that with. And, you know, I would freeze up or, like, just kind of want to end it um, and just not go through with, you know, anything of a sexual nature. And, you know, the, the freezing up is definitely a, um, a trauma response to this because, um, it does happen. There's something called like implicit memories or body memories where you have these feelings of powerlessness, of vulnerability, of shame, of guilt that manifest themselves or present themselves as flashbacks and physical um, reactions. Um, so that was, that is definitely a trauma response to what happened. And this is I mean it happens to a person whether they experience this as a child or as an adult, but it's quite prevalent in people who experienced something like this as you know someone that's very young. Um, and you know, 
as I said, there would just be that thing of not even wanting to be intimate. Like I wouldn't want to be touched at all. Um, because again, you, when you experience something like this, you're acting unconsciously or subconsciously, um, on your experience and these buried, um, experiences, these buried memories sort of dictates how you interact with other people, um, and how you interpret certain situations. Um, and you sort of build this narrative of abuse because now with then forcing a child to do that and then also rejecting them, um, you know, you want, there's like this push and pull, but from one side and, um, that sort of trains your mind in a sense, um, and sort of trains your mind to want to people please. Um, and then try even harder when somebody rejects you and you, that's some toxic bullshit. And you know, there are those people who, um, really, really love and go for the people who reject them. And it's always based on past experiences. And this as well has that sort of effect where you want to now please someone else, but even if they don't reciprocate, instead of walking away or, you know, having boundaries, you just try harder. And like, I mean, even the boundaries thing, like my boundaries were very much crossed. Um, and of course, as I was growing up, then, you know, sometimes people would cross boundaries and I'd be too scared to say anything. Or as I said, I would freeze up, um, or just not even want to be touched, but not be able to say it because there's that feeling of helplessness and not being able to, or being allowed to, um, say anything at all. And that's just, that's just fucked up. It's so fucked up. And when I think about that, it, it infuriates me quite a bit. Um, and even though now I'm, I'm a very different person and I'm quite the opposite, but you know, there are so many experiences that I never would have had, had that thing not happened had that person not crossed my boundaries, had that person not taken advantage of a fucking child that's not even double digits yet. Um, absolutely fucking sick. Absolutely fucking sick. Maybe actually I, I will bring it up. Um, I am seeing this person soon. I actually might just... there's the matric dance or um, final year dance I don't know what you call it where you're from 
but here in South Africa we call it a matric dance and um, on the day of my matric dance um, I was also taken advantage of I got pretty shit-faced um, and the person took advantage of that and had sex with me and it the dumbest thing about that is had I been sober and you know they made a move or you know we were vibing and whatever <laughs> it would have happened anyway that's the ridiculous part because I did find this person attractive and they did know that I found them attractive and so uh, like I, I struggled quite a bit with this one because it's like for like at at the time or like after it happened and th there was that feeling of being violated but also i don't know there was also this excitement there was also this confusion um <laughs> it, it was just such a strange experience because like i say i did find this person attractive but it is somebody that i know and we've even like he's even brought it up afterwards like many years later and been like oh that night whatever <laughs> i don't know if they're like sort of testing the waters because a lot of people are being called out for that behavior and maybe they think uh, I'm going to say something or expose them or report them or or something. I think there's like a sort of fear there um, in the way that they bring... Or maybe they just bring it up because they actually truly believe that it was consensual. But I mean, the way I was so shit-faced, there's no way I could have consented. And worst part is I do remember that this person was fucking recording and thank fuck they lost their phone um and that video uh, no longer exists but i'm like like wh why would you do that why would you do that and this person's such a chilled being i actually know people now that know this person and this person like can get any woman they want very attractive guy doing well for himself why <laughs> like it just doesn't fucking make sense it just doesn't make sense at all because it's like as i say either way even if i wasn't that shit faced and i was able to consent i probably would have consented so it it just blows my mind that they felt that they had to take advantage of me being as shit-faced as I was and went ahead and violated me um, and then recorded the violation. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, the confidence um, and the arrogance of such an act. Like, I, I still have mixed feelings about this i but i definitely counted under assault a non-consensual sex rape because 
I was too shit-faced to agree or disagree. If somebody is that fucking drunk, they can't even fucking walk straight. Leave them the fuck alone. That person cannot consent. You can't consent if you are that fucking drunk, you know? And like, I could have seen this person again. Um, we flirted you know there was a chance and surely they knew that there was a chance and so for them to do that was very confusing and as i said like there was that thing of feeling violated feeling ashamed feeling um scared feeling um you know angry because of also the the recording like i I don't understand why you would record that again without consent um but also at the same time with all those feelings because i did actually like this person there was that excitement and that you know when we did talk about it um there was that thing like i I always feel very mixed feelings every time they bring it up because i'm just like like that was a dirty trick (laughs) an unnecessary dirty trick um but you you definitely fucked up um and i definitely did not consent as much as i would have had i had i been able to but i did not and that's the important part that i actually did not and again these experiences have a way of being pushed to the back of the mind especially one as confusing as that one um but it still shapes future interactions um you know and in a way i guess i did start to feel like i had to be i had to have some sort of substance in me well i mean it's not like i've done a lot of substances just drinking really um i I would feel like i need to drink in order to engage with anyone in that manner like i wouldn't want to be sober um to do that probably because there is that thing of i'll forget most of it because i hardly even remember um most of that interaction like i just have many flashbacks of random moments where i guess i was slipping in and out of consciousness it's just it's 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 a feeling i'd rather not have it's an experience i rather would have not had um it's a flashback i'd rather not have either you know so again it shapes future things and i mean you can imagine when you can't be intimate without being shit-faced that is unhealthy and that is a problem because there isn't a real connection there so you can't even make real connections and let alone the first thing that the first incident that fucking happened um not being able to trust anyone enough to even want to be fucking intimate with anybody 
um and then this as well kind of adds to it and it's like well motherfuckers really can't be trusted out here because they will take advantage and um <coughs> i think also another thing that made me <clears throat> you know for a long time not put this under rape um and non-consensual sex is that i try to um be in control like no it 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 was something i definitely wanted um i did have a fun night you know i was totally shit-faced and you know i took control blah blah you know this is the story i was spinning to myself but you know if i'm being honest with myself i was definitely taken advantage of and it's it's a fucking shitty feeling um but again the shame is not mine to carry in any of these situations and instances and incidents that i'm going to share the the shame the guilt the you know all those feelings they're fucking not mine to carry they are actually for these fucking people to carry because they perpetrated they acted um they are the ones that acted and did these things not me i was on the receiving end i was like i don't want to call myself a victim um <coughs> because i'm not a victim <clears throat> but it was definitely things that were done to me and the even feeling the need to hide it and spin the story in a certain way is a, a reaction and a way of sort of burying the shame it's a it's a result of feeling ashamed and so if if i'm not going to be ashamed i'm going to be bold about it i'm going to you know act like i i wanted it i'm going to act like i was i was in control of it um or like i'm not even going to speak about it at all i'm going to hide it um that's all a result of having and carrying these feelings of shame and guilt as if i was the fucking one who did these things meanwhile i was not i had these things done to me and they were just so unnecessary not that these sort of things ever are necessary um in the first place they're fucking stupid like if somebody does not consent don't fucking do it why would you want to be intimate with someone who isn't trying to be intimate with you or is too weak or too helpless too young too drunk too whatever to consent and actually fully consciously take part in the interaction like for me that is just low it's disgusting it's ridiculous it's and i'm sure as you can hear it fucking annoys the shit out of me because it's like what are you doing and when you know better and you've also thought about it bring it up and fucking apologize don't try to like you know every now and again um try to fucking you know test the waters and see okay where are we at now with this 
or like completely just ignore it and act like it's it's something that never even fucking happened in the first place knowing very well that it did knowing very well your part in it and knowing very well that what she did was bullshit it's 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 absolutely ridiculous and it's a it's a growing pandemic you know it's so prevalent here in south africa and i mean i guess all around the world really rape is actually on the rise um gender-based violence um domestic violence just violence against women is just on a steady rise and like what is the issue here what is the problem um are people so insecure are people so damaged are people so um what like what is it because usually like i mean those are the top things um people feel powerless so they want to exert power like rape is never um it's it's usually a thing of power you know people feel powerless so they want to exert their power onto someone else people feel insecure so they want to feel or um yeah, they want to feel those feelings that they wish they felt by, you know, taking advantage of someone else. Or somebody was themselves traumatized and so they then go on to traumatize more people instead of healing and dealing with their own shit. They decide, oh no, let's spread the fucking trauma. No go fucking deal with it, go heal yourself, go do some introspection, go see a fucking therapist, um, and go fucking make amends, um, and fix your shit, like, we all have flaws, we all make mistakes, we all do certain things that we're not proud of, but as, as you grow, as you learn, as you become a better person, you fucking fix it, um, and you don't just shove things under the rug you know like it it just it 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 fucking annoys me <clears throat> excuse me because it again it affected so many interactions after that um because as i say i didn't want to i didn't even want to be intimate i was so fucking cold didn't want to be touched uh, I wouldn't even fucking hold hands. I'd be like, ew, like, why, why are you trying to hold my hand? Like, sit over there <laughs> on the other side of the room. Like, don't come near me unless I fucking tell you that you can come near me. Like, they, they, I had these massive walls um, because obviously subconsciously I didn't want to be violated again. I didn't want to be taken advantage of again. Um, I didn't want a repetition of this thing that's buried deep in my subconscious and you know certain things even in everyday life trigger um these buried thoughts these buried memories these buried experiences like it, it really could be anything in any situation that can just trigger something that you know reminds you of that e even subconsciously 
and you react in a way that you don't even understand you either like i would either get angry or i would just you know just walk away in the relationship you know just sabotage a, a good relationship whatever because it triggered something that i was not even fully aware of um and i mean that's why i'm always you know drilling in on self-awareness and saying that it's important because it it took me being more self-aware me doing more introspection and you know digging deep doing the shadow work if you will um that these things then came up and certain behaviors certain um outcomes of you know some relationships became clearer and i understood oh shit i was reacting this way in this situation because of a b and c not only because of the situation itself even if it was a, a bad situation itself but the reaction was then um compounded by past experiences buried or not and i only understood that by being more self-aware so i feel like self-awareness is just the most one of the most important things being self-aware and being fucking honest with yourself um it it might in the beginning be overwhelming when all this shit comes back but you will deal with it and you will heal and you will move on from it you know um you're capable of that and again it is not your burden to bear um so put that shit down and stop carrying it around and stop letting it affect and steal your happiness your mental health your joy your healthy relationships um don't let it fucking do that you don't deserve that you do deserve you deserve better you absolutely fucking deserve better and well unfortunately you do have to do the work um but it's for you so it's fucking worth it it is worth it Honestly, talking about this is just as draining as thinking about it and experiencing it. <laughs> uh, and um, I need a wusag because you know that um, when you think about something, your brain sort of processes it as if you are experiencing it again. So these flashbacks and these thoughts when you think about um these traumatic things once they surface um they can be very draining they can be very debilitating but as i said you can absolutely fucking work through them um you definitely can but now we're going to get into some facts um first fact one negative thoughts can only be outweighed by at least five 
positive things. So if, for example, you're now working through this, um, if you it's something that you've experienced or like anything that you've experienced that is negative, um, and you think about it, think about five positive things that you are grateful for, that you've achieved, um, or that you're happy about, um, that outweighs that one negative thought. And as we know, like negative things have this way of being more powerful than positive things. That's why one negative thing needs five positive things to, to be outweighed. Um, cause negative shit is just heavy and it, it stays in, in your brain and it replays itself over and over and over again. And, you know, it's called the negative bias. Like we all have that negative bias because our brains choose to remember something bad over something good. Unless you counteract that shit with five positive things and then you're good to go um another the another fun fact is that your memories are easy to manipulate so you can be convinced of anything in three hours you literally can you know as i said earlier with <coughs> one of the stories that um i'd you know spun it to myself a certain way and chose to remember it differently than how it was because it, it really is that easy to manipulate your brain and convince yourself that something actually happened a certain way even though it absolutely didn't um but you can tell yourself that it did and somebody can you can insert a memory into someone's brain in a matter of three hours they can believe that they actually remember something happening something that actually never did happen um so yeah the brain is a powerful thing take care of it um train it train it um how you want it to be you, you can definitely train it because optim optimism is actually a thing that can be taught like they've done the research um there's statistics there's all sorts of things you can actually train yourself or train someone to be more optimistic um also another one which i actually found weird is that painting eyes on cow's bottoms stops lions from attacking them <laughs> i don't know who discovered this i don't know who was the first one to try this and how and why they thought about this but they found out that if you paint eyes on the butts of cows then lions actually don't attack them maybe because they think that they're looking at them but i mean it's not like they're scared of cows right but for some reason if there are eyes on the bottoms of those cows lions will not be attacking them i don't know if it works for other animals as well but um this is what i found out i just found out that 
this happens with cows. Um, I should actually find out if, and I'll tell you next time, if um, it's true for other animals as well. Well, that is it for part one, everybody. Um, don't forget, that's where I'm going to end it. Um, there's still a whole lot more to talk about, a whole lot more to say. Like, I really want to get into the effects. Like, I did mention some as I was speaking about the stories. But um, I actually want to really talk about them and also talk about um like these different these different effects and experiences that are a result of having had such a thing happen to you and then of course a way to move forward from it because we always want to move forward from it we always want to take back control and you know be in control of our own lives and not have um, past experiences or traumatic events or people any external factors um, controlling our lives and we want to live our best lives and we want to be our best selves so anything anything that we experience that is not good to us we will grab by the fucking horns by the balls and we will work through it we will find a way and we will fucking take control because we are capable and we can rise above these experiences i 100 percent believe that and i am living proof of that i do not speak about shit that i do not know i do not speak about shit that i cannot back up myself um so don't forget to order yourself nakomi my first ebook in the take control series where you can get your self-awareness on, self-actualization on, heal your inner child, understand yourself, understand your behavior, hone in on your strengths, um, turn your weaknesses into strengths. Um, it is a clear, it is a straight to the point, it is a short um, ebook with actionable steps. And of course, there's also the second ebook in the Take Control series, which is time management. Um, that will teach you effective time management skills. It'll teach you balance. Um, it'll teach you how to get things done. Um, it'll teach you to have time for important things um, um, and still have time for that good old fun. Um, it is also short. It is very clear. It is straight to the point. And it has actionable steps that you can take. And... Um, you know have in your life or <coughs> immerse in your life how you see fits so that it can fit fit your lifestyle and you can create the lifestyle that you want 
and you can live the life that you want and be the person that you want to be that's it for now that is it for part one um i hope this little bit that i've spoken about so far um does reach somebody um and it does you know enlighten them one way or another and helps them take that first step forward um and helps them start to see the light and see that they can actually um move forward they can actually heal and they can actually take back their fucking control um away from other people um away from experiences past experiences and there is hope there is always hope um that's it from me i've been coach normie fucking take control everybody bye